Caleb Williams needs to make a statement this Saturday versus Utah because it seems like the crowd of quarterbacks are gaining some traction on them. How can you keep Drake May and Michael Penix at QB 2 and 3? We'll tell you next on Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. And guys, happy Friday, man. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out to you guys for being our everydayers. But I got to kick this thing over to my partner in crime, my brother, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019, national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, we are here to bring you that championship level. Contest around the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. We are the dynamic duo you tap into every single day. Man, listen, we talk everything, right? We talk college football, we talk NFL football, and like we like to say, over here at the Locked On NFL Draft, what? It all starts with the NFL draft, man. But, DP, we have this slate going, man. We have a Friday show up, right? And we're going to talk about, hey, what college prospects need to make a statement, right? Then we have our new segment, right? Where you at? Which college prospect that had a lot of, um, you know, draft hype coming into the season? And when we look at the production or just the talent that they're producing, right, it's lackluster. So we're going to call them out. We're going to say, you know what, where you at? Where's the production? And then we're going to finish this thing up with what the, a rookie spotlight, what rookie in the NFL this weekend needs to make some plays in order to help the team win some games with DP. Let's start it at the very top. But before we start, why don't you hit on my title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the most exciting and easiest way to play daily fantasy sports, guys. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Guys, Caleb Williams, Keith. Caleb Williams coming off of ugly loss. What, three interceptions? Uh, pressured all game, sacks. He did not look good nor comfortable in the pocket versus Notre Dame, Keith. Why is he your make-a-statement player? Yeah, I mean, you, you hinted at it, right? We're talking about QB1, and, and here's what I'm seeing when you're talking about from media, right? It's, it's Everybody wants to see that top players somewhat have a, have a bad time, right? When you talk too good about a prospect, people want to, you know, highlight, hey, He's not that good. Right. Or, you know, his attitude stuff. And that's some of the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter where it's like, hey, you know, some of the press conferences is like, oh, man, look at him. It's, I'm seeing a bad demeanor. Right. It's, it's a bad situation. Um, He doesn't look like the leader. Right. Then now, you know, everybody bringing up the paint and the nails and all of those things. Right. So it's one of those things when you're when you're up. Right. You got to understand something. There's always somebody that, that, that wants to see you kind of fall or, or they just. They're rooting for chaos. Right. Like they're just mm-hmm. simply rooting for chaos. And um, I seen his interview. It was a press conference. I think it was it was obviously during the week, right? And he was just kind of talking about people being in his shoes and stuff like that. And you know, people were talking about hey, that it's coming off very arrogant and, and things like that. So that's the off the field stuff. The on the field stuff is this. 
the narrative road itself, right? You threw three interceptions against Notre Dame. Your team was blown out, right? You played the, the worst game of probably a college, high school, probably worst football game you've ever played in your career. So talking about make a statement, making a statement this, to getting back on the saddle, right? Getting back going, getting back and saying, hey, that was just a blip on a radar because I watched the film, DP, and I say this, that the, the interceptions were bad interceptions, right? But they're also kind of what makes Caleb great, right? Like the, the, it was a lot of off-platform stuff, and it was just one extra defender, right, that he didn't see when he was trying to make a last-second spectacular play, right? And, and it's a lot of those plays where he could have just aided or ran out of bounds, but then that's also his Heisman moments, right? So it's almost one of those you got to take the good with the bad in 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 some context, but then also you want to say that hey, look, listen, this is not a reoccurring theme, right? This not this was just a one-off. You know, I did this one game out of the 20-something games, probably 30 games I played in college. So don't worry about that. It usually works most of the time. So that's why I picked Caleb, State, Caleb Williams for my Make a Statement player this week. And, and I don't mind that at all. And I'll even use, you know me, I love my basketball and football analogies. I'll, I'll go to, to Steph Curry a little bit, right? Up until the, the run, was it 2021, 2022 season when they beat Boston in the finals? Up until that year, Steph was predominantly shooting ten, almost ten plus threes a game. He wasn't driving to the paint like you know. He 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 improved his body. He got stronger, stuff like that, so he could finish at the rim, take contact, all that type of stuff, right? But prior to that, he was shooting a lot of jumpers, and it's like if you live by it, you die by it, right? And that's kind of the same thing with Caleb. What we saw was like, hey man, what makes you special? Burnt you essentially in that game versus Notre Dame. So I think into in, into this, Keith, I do think, and I and I did a video. People need to relax when it comes down to him, but I understand why he needs to make a statement. Show everybody that you still that dude. Show show everybody against a strong Utah defense that's ranked, I think, top fifteen or top twenty currently right now in college football. That go out there and decimate them. Right, go out there and make those plays we're accustomed to seeing, and then making those end structure plays that people want to see more from you. And then go out there and just prove I am QB one. Say no, Drake May doesn't have a shot, even though I think there's a that gap is nowhere near as big as people painted it to be. But like, sell Michael Penix, hey, nah, I can't let you get this. This QB one crown is for me, so you gotta go out there and prove that. Nah, DP, I wanna I wanna keep this conversation going, right? And because I, I think it's an intriguing conversation when we talk about Caleb Williams, right, and to make a statement because this is what we see. It is very hard to go the entire distance being QB one, right? And 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 we've talked about Caleb Williams QB one last year, right? So he's not mm-hmm. trying to go the distance one time; he's trying to go the distance two times as being QB one. Right. And you're even seeing stuff where it's like reports that um he's demanding equity and whatever franchise drafts him, which and, isn't even you know, possible by the rule, but. Yeah, uh, it's it's impossible, and that's why I'm like, I, that's not what that is, right? But you you're just starting to see the rumblings, right? Like, and, and that's when you start to see the people is like, hey, you know what? There are some people out there that they truly don't want to see you succeed, right? And you understand that winning is the only way to kind of hush those or, or silence the doubters, right? Or silence the people that don't want to see. Like you're on Wendy's. Here's all they right? say. Right, right. Like you're on Wendy's commercials, you're at Drake concerts, you know, like everybody's like, okay, mm-hmm. enough of this guy. And everybody's talking about your NIL value, how much money you're making. And then also, you know, just the, you know, minimal conversations that his pops had, right, which I don't think he had any ill will or ill intent. And we've seen it before happen with NFL draft prospects with the Mannings, right? They, they, they were able to dictate where their son went. So I just look at Keller Williams and I'm like, okay, this is, is almost like a, a turning point, right? 
but I want him to kind of re recorrect that thing and get it going in the right way. So that way people aren't yeah. be able to continue just to run with headlines and narratives. One person on Twitter is able to make something up. And then now he has to answer all of those questions um, coming out of the regular season, right. And into draft season for himself. Guys, just, some, just a piece of advice. If the Twitter profile doesn't have a face, it doesn't have a case. Okay. <laughs> Dove climbing all those weird Twitter accounts. Don't pay it no attention. Keith, my make a statement player is Cam Ward over in Washington State, man. Start the season out 450 yards, 208, 330, 404. In the last two weeks against UCLA and against Arizona, less than 200 yards passing in both of those games. Keith, matter of fact, it was one yard shy of each of, of, uh, of the last game against Arizona, was one yard shy of what he threw for against UCLA. UCLA, 189 passing yards on 39 attempts, Arizona, 188. One touchdown, three interceptions in, in in those two last two games. He's going up against a buzzsaw team coming off a loss in Oregon, who you know that defense and Dan Landon is going to be pissed off after losing that game last week to the potential Heisman, Michael Penix and Roma Dunze. So Cam Ward, you got to go out there and prove yourself because if not, your draft stock is going to continue to drop. Yeah, and you want to stop that. And we talked about that the other day, right on the podcast. Uh, this is exactly how he played. You know, the, it's it's very s- similar to what happened last year, where he started off really hot, and then everything kind of went downhill. So yeah, definitely, really, really good person, really good um young man. So obviously, want to see him have as much draft stock, as much success as he could in the NFL draft. If he decides to declare with DP, it's time to keep it going, keep it flowing, man. We are on to what to that where you at segment where we're calling out the draft prospects. Where, like we say, the draft, the the, the coming into the season maybe the production doesn't match right maybe the talent level is not matching from what we've seen the year before so coming up next man we're getting into that where you at segment and calling out a couple prospects i've been sick on the road traveling and didn't have any medication couldn't get to a doctor you know what i really wish i had Jace case from Jace Medical. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most commonly and most common and deadly bacterial infections. Guys, there is so much going on right now. A lot of uncertainty in our world when you think about fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and so much more natural elements and disasters. Guys, those things can lead to supply chain shortages for the medication or the inability to get medication in a timely manner. So what do you want to do, guys? You want to check out Jace Medical because they now offer customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. You just choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs, okay? That's all you have to do. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the promo code Locked On at checkout for, 20, for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jasemedical.com. The NFL season is in full swing, guys, and it's time to snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, brand new customers, today type of new customers, brand new tomorrow type of new customers, get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a bet of $5. What did you just say, DP? I'll repeat it. If you place a bet of $5, you can get $200 back in bonus bets. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, it does not matter, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, first of all, why are you waiting? There's no better time and place to get in on the action, all right? So you need to go ahead and do it now because it seems like the right thing to do. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, 
player props, over-unders, and so much more. Guys, all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Emeka Ebuka, wide receiver two for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Got one question for you, brother. Where you at? Huh? DP, he played five I, I games. He was this Ohio State wide receiver too, right? He was potentially your wide receiver. He was he was my wide receiver too after the summer. Keith, that's why I'm sitting there questioning. Where are you? I you because it's it's crazy, but it goes back to what you were just talking about with Caleb, right? It's hard to go from well, Caleb's doing it for two straight years, but to go from summertime all the way through the season as the top or the second at your position, right? It's very tough to do because. Emeka Buka came into the season. He, he, after summer scouting, said, Man, I see so much potential with him. He's my wide receiver, too. I had him over Rome. I had him over Malik. I had him over Keon Coleman. Well, guess what, Keith? That's not how this season has panned out. Keon <laughs> Coleman, Malik Davis, Roma Dudze, Troy Franklin, all those guys, Xavier Legat. I could keep it going. All these wide receivers are producing at higher levels and higher clips, making game changing type of plays. And I, and I know that Emeka, I think, was a little banged up. But, Keith, when I look at the – I went and looked at the numbers. Marvin and, and, you know, Kyle McCord has not been a great quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He's not C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields or anything like that. But he's kind of come on as of late. But, in, in you know, like I said, Mecca's played five games. Marvin Harrison's played six, right? Marvin Harrison leads the team in receptions for uh, – in terms of reception yards, 604, five touchdowns. Cade Stover is number two with 359 receiving yards and three touchdowns. And then Emeka Ibuka, who's only been targeted 30 times in five games, 303 yards, three touchdowns. I need, if he's ready to go and he's healthy in this game, a big game, right, against Penn State, Chop Robinson, um, you know what I'm saying, Kalen King, all those defenders that Penn State has in Mecca. It's time for you to be one. Of the, it's time for a, a game changing play. It's time for one of them big time games from you, brother, because you have all the talent in the world. And if you're healthy and you can go out there and ball, I need to see it. Where you at, Emeka? I, I like that, DP. And, and we, we had this conversation about wide receiver two. It is a crowded wide receiver two, and it's a toss up, right? There's not a, a consensus. And I, but that's what makes this fun, right? And I hope that. Honestly, I was, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is wide receiver one, but I hope that Keon Coleman, Malik Neighbors is able to play good enough down the stretch to where they kind of make that a little muddy, right? Good conversation. Of, yeah, yeah. It's all about the conversation and just the intrigue heading into draft season, and all of those guys are playing well. So I agree with you 100%. DP, I, I just, I wonder because I mean, we had this conversation after week one, or maybe it was week two with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Kyle McCord, right? As far as, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s production was down with Kyle McCord, new starting quarterback and things like that. So I wonder if it affect Marvin Harrison Jr., right? And he's the wide receiver one. Like, I, I just assume that wide receiver two, it's going to affect him tremendously, right? Because he's second on the pecking order as far as people that have to get targets and, you know, get the, you know, you're, right. you're the guy that, the you know, all of the, the play design is surrounded with. So it's definitely going to be um, an interesting conversation with Emeka Ekbuka because I agree with you. I didn't know if I, I – I liked him, didn't know if I had him at wide receiver too, but he was definitely in that bucket. Now, the issue is this, that I don't know if he's in that bucket anymore, right? If you right. go based off of production, and, and not even just production, but the skill level that the Keon Coleman's, the Roma Dunze's, the Malik neighbors have put on tape, it's like, man, okay, uh, Emeka, I, I just need to see something. I, I need you to show me something to remind me. And Rome, it's that game to do it, Keith. It's yeah, the game, it's the to, game do. to do it. 
Yep, because Rome Rome was kind of falling out of the conversation, right? And then Rome said, hold on. It's a primetime game, 2.30 against Oregon. Okay, watch this, right? Hey, I better remember what my name is. <laughs> I just forgot about another name, Troy Franklin, right? That's another mm-hmm. name that you're talking about. Where is he going to go in this draft? So I'm, I'm with you 100%. Emeka, um, you know, need to see something, right? And I don't know if that, that falls completely on Kyle McCord, um, you know, shoulders or, or the head coach, right? But let, let's see what's going on because they still have some big-time games. Like you said, Penn State this weekend, Michigan, a couple big-time games where they're going to need him, right, because they're going to get into higher talent level, Excellent. higher competition to where they're not going to be able to just feed Marvin Harrison. Junior, DP, my make a statement player. Running back is wide open, DP. Running back is wide open. And, and at the beginning of the season, you know, we, we kind of was like a – it was a call your shot segment, right? And it was like what prospect do we think is going to come out of nowhere and explode onto the scene? DP, one of my guys. Running back from Michigan down in Ben Edwards. I was like, I'm, I'm I'm high on this guy, right? I think he can do some things. And DP, I'm watching the film again, watching the film combined with the production, right? The production. I'll start at the top, DP, with the stats. You know, we're not we're not stat guys, but we, you know, we'll use the stats to back it up. Talking about on the season, 2023 season, 60 carries for 197 yards. That is a 3.3 uh yards per carry average, right? And and, and just to hear some of these games, right? Indiana nine carries for 20 yards, right? Nebraska, 14 carries for 48 yards. Rutgers, six carries for 13 yards, right? UNLV, six carries for nine yards, right? And that was UNLV. So, DP, I'm not sure what's going on, right? It, it, this ain't it, though. This is not it, DP. This is not how you get to running back one. This is not how you get to running back two, three, four, or five, averaging 3.3 yards per carry. And, and the skill set that Donovan Edwards is right is that he's a guy that can be motioned out of the backfield right he can line up at wide receiver he can do a multitude of different things just that even as a runner last year right? i think he had the explosive run against tcu in the, in the playoff game you've seen some things with him as a runner but you're just not seeing that same explosiveness right you're not seeing him being able to to work in between the tackles and you know kind of with the comparison of Jameer Gibbs because they're probably very similar from a stature size a stature perspective you've seen that with Jameer Gibbs, you're not seeing that from Donovan Edwards and his backing itself up DP with just the yards per carry average. And, you know, when you cut on the tape, it's just it's something is missing there. And I, I, I had to be like, hey, where you at? What's going on? H- how is this thing unfolding like this? Because we know that Michigan likes to run the football. And they do. And, and that's, that's what I, because Michigan's in my region, but I haven't paid attention to him. I haven't you know, really like honed in on that team in terms of because we're about to ramp up over the draft network our scouting and stuff so i haven't watched them in depth just yet but to look at them numbers just now i just looked at the number i, I was shocked when you said that, i was looking double check this ain't no way this is the case because they ran the ball at such a high clip and they used both backs last year blake Corum and uh donovan edwards and then he, he like you said 190 something yards rushing he's got 161 yards receiving like this, i'm not sure what's going on there you know what i'm saying but yeah no he where you at de donovan evans where are you we need you to show up because at the end of the day even if blake is going to dominate the carries you still get him involved in the in the pass game because mm-hmm. he's a better, he's a more dynamic player. He's a faster player, and he's the better in space player as you know as a receiver. So, man, that's crazy. That them, yeah. seeing them numbers shocked me. Yeah, DP, and and it was you talking about where you at, right? It was one of those. I was like, yeah, 
Donovan Edwards. Yeah, I need to talk about him, right? And it's because he's been out of sight, out of mind as far as the production perspective, you know, just, just this season and how everything is going. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. And we have a brand-new segment, brand-new segment. Like we said, man, listen, halfway through the, the, the college season, almost halfway through the NFL season. So what you do, you make halftime adjustments, right? We made a slight halftime adjustments, and we decided to go with the rookie spotlight. We're going to tell you what rookies to look out for before – Sunday even happens in the NFL. So coming up next, man, we're getting into the rookie spotlight. Stay tuned. Guys, what sense does it make? Why would you want to root for your team on an empty stomach? You know what you should do? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. You can order pizza, wings, sodas, uh, burgers, or even just the buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without you having to miss one second of the game. Okay, guys, kick back at Kick off with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or tailgate that you are running. Okay, all of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Because you want to know what you want to do? You want to get prepared for game day before game day. All right, so you want to stock up on all your favorites. So it's very simple. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON23, subject to change, Terms apply. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, guys. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app this week on prize picks i am taking gardner Minshew for under 218 and a half pass yards versus the cleveland browns but i'm going to take the over for desmond ritter over 211 and a half pass yards versus the tampa bay buccaneers so guys very simple to do here listen to me and listen to me well go to prizepicks.com Slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The rookie spotlight for me, Keith, is shining on Kansas City rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice. And I, I, I it's, it's shining on him because he's starting to emerge as that reliable weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Right, he stepped kind of into that Juju Smith Schuster role where it's like volume in the middle of the field, catch and run, get the ball to him and let him be strong, physical, and explosive after the catch. And I want to see them continue to do that. Feed him, move him around, get the ball to him, right? Because you know your wide receiver core is a problem when you go and get your ex, right? You go get Miko, you go trade for Miko Hardman after you refuse, after you didn't come to an agreement to pay Miko Hardman after last season. So now you go back and get him because what you need to bring some speed and juice to your passing offense. And none of these other guys have been able to do it. So I want to see, I want to put the spotlight on Rasheed Rice because I think they got the Chargers who, you know, the Chargers being two and four right now, they're going to be desperate, right? To try and get a win. So you want to come out there and truthfully, you want to kind of put their face into the dirt. Like, no, nah, we're not going to let you breathe. We're not going to let you get any type of room to do anything against us. We're going to try to come out here, put up points. Justin Herbert's got the bad finger or whatever is going on with him. 
we want y'all to be two and five. We want we want to go ahead and knock you down the totem pole yet again, right? So I think Rasheed, they, they got to get him going. They got to get him as the number one receiver for me, Keith, because teams are going to continue to try and take away Travis Kelsey. And if you can limit Travis Kelsey, who else can step up? I think that could be Rasheed Rice. So I'm putting the spotlight on him. Yeah, I, I, I like that spotlight because it, it's so many dynamics to that, right? One, obviously, they just acquired Miko Hallman. And we talked about this Kansas City Chiefs offense, DP, and the lack of the vertical threat, right? And this is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' probably career where there was not a vertical threat on this team, right? Like somebody that can just simply run, run a nine route and just beat the cornerback in front of him, right? Like in a foot race, I'm just flat out faster than you every single time. So the, the emergence of Miko Hartman. So I, I'm wondering if this, that Miko Hartman is able to open some things up and then allow or start dictating coverages to the defense, right? And then allow Rasheed Rice to work those intermediate routes because this is the thing. The Kansas City Chiefs spent a second-round pick on Rasheed Rice, right, in which I thought Rasheed was a, a solid player. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say this. I didn't love him, though, right? Like, he, he was a guy that I liked, I thought was cool. I didn't love him, though. And, and this is the thing, that he's a bigger body possession type wide receiver, right? But if you're playing tight coverage and, you know, doing different things or like making the middle of the field muddy, right, and not worrying about the vertical threat, that can be very difficult for a guy like Rasheed Rice to get open, right, or to find those small windows in the zone defense. So I think Nicole Hartman being there is, is, is going to help him out. And like I said, he was a second-round pick. So you talk about spotlight, is it's spotlight, right? It's the pressure cooker, right, because you have to. You're right. He has to do something because we talked about this team, DP. It, this may be the worst wide receiver core that they've handed Patrick Mahomes. Um, Even last year, he had a veteran Juju Smith-Schuster, right? But this may be, and I don't want to say worse like those guys are bad. This is the most inexperienced, unproven, right, wide receiver yep. core that they've passed to Patrick Mahomes. And you're talking about possibly repeating as, as Super Bowl champions. You need to be all in on this. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how Rasheed Rice kind of unfolds because – this is not a situation where you're asked to be a rookie. You're asked to be a veteran at this point, right? You're, you're six games into it. We need you to be a veteran, get on the same page with Patrick Mahomes, and we need you to be that wide receiver two behind Travis Kelsey. Because, Keith, it, 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 you know, before I know you got to give your guy, because to me, this receiving core issue makes them, it makes the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes look human. Yeah, right, where yeah. it's like that mental game when you had Tyreek and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey walking into the stadium. He's like, man, we got to put up 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we got to do all type of otherworldly things to stick in this game, right? They're never out of it. But with this wide receiver court, it really makes this team literally look and feel human. That mystique of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and that deadly Pat, that mystique is gone now, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. And we'll see how things unfold. Obviously, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, so you can never um, count them out. And then also you're talking about, hey, they may run it this weekend, see what's going on. You know, I don't know if you can insert Miko Harmon right now, but, you know, you just kind of see what this wide receiver, this version of the wide receiver core looks like over the next week or two. Then they might be in for a big trade, right? And, and who knows who they bring in. So I think that's a, a really good situation. Talking about a rookie spotlight. DP, it's funny that you picked that game, right? <laughs> because I picked that game, too. But I picked the play on the opposite side of, of what an opposing team. I picked the Los Angeles Chargers, and I went wide receiver, rookie, Quentin Johnston, right? So we we had, we was, we was thinking of like just on two sides of that coin right there, DP. And I went Quentin Johnston because of this. Obviously, we know that veteran wide receiver Mike Williams in, was injured, right? 
Um, he tore his ACL. He's out for the, the, the rest of the season. Now, Mike Williams was an intricate part of this offense, right? Quentin Johnston, they drafted you in the first round. Y'all are probably very similar when it comes to height, body type, right? Quentin Johnston may be a little bit more explosive as a wide receiver. Well, I wouldn't even say Mike, but I, I feel like he is, right, than what yeah. Mike Williams was. But you have Keenan Allen as, as, as your guy, as the veteran, as the go-to wide receiver. But then – you know, you get to Quentin Johnston now. And I, I want to see him elevate his play. And I'm looking at just simply target share, right? Like just what's the targets look like. Dallas, it was it was two targets, right? The Las Vegas Raiders, it was three targets. Minnesota, it was three targets. Tennessee, it was two targets. So there's not very many targets there from the very beginning. So when I'm when talking about the rookie spotlight, it's like not only just Quentin Johnston, but the coaching staff, right? Y'all drafted him, use him. And I believe yeah. he had one significant target against the Chargers, but Justin Herbert arm got hit, right? And he 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 came open. Justin Herbert was targeting him, but his arm got hit to where he couldn't really. I think it was like a corner route or something like that, to where he couldn't get the ball to him. But Quentin Johnston needs to emerge. Listen, this team is on a brink, two and four. You're on a brink of being two and five because you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Right after this, you go two and five, two and six. You know what you start hearing? Fire Brandon Staley, right? Mm -hmm. Again, right? And this is the season. I don't think he's surviving this one. He survived a lot mm -hmm. of seasons, right? Well, people question if he should be the head coach. I don't know if he, he makes it out of – I don't know if he makes it past this game. So you're talking about spotlight, rookie spotlight, Quentin Johnston needs to come out and ball, like I say, coaching staff, him personally. Come out, put some numbers up, man, because every opportunity is there for you. Yeah, no, uh, Kellen Moore, you know, new OC, you got, you got big – Tall, athletic, explosive, wide receiver, young wide receiver. Use him. Find a way to get him going. Mike Williams isn't there. Find a way to get him going. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying take targets away from Josh Palmer or start him over. Josh Palmer has earned his his keep. But at the same time, Quentin Johnson needs to be installed. Some plays that you just we just dialing up for him. Even if it's just Adam Pettis doing that for Adam Thielen. Yeah, if it's just screens, get him the ball on the screen or something, right? Like just something easy, oh, something man. simple. Up uh, uh, in the round, right? A wide receiver reverse, just get him the football in his hands. Mesh concept, get him on the crosser, yeah. little dump off, and let him be big, strong athlete. Let him be a big athlete, man. At the same, it, we make football too darn complex, man. Just, just <laughs> it's simple, baby. What we doing? Yeah, no, I agree with DP. That wraps up today's show, man, of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Maybe we want to shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to our everydayers, man. Thank you for tapping in with us every single day. Like I said, this dynamic duo, myself, Keith Sanchez. You can find me on Twitter slash X at the Talent Code. DP, Damian Parson, you can find him on Twitter slash X at DP underscore NFL, like we always say, man, every single day. What, man? Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back, so y'all tweet at us, man. Let's have this conversation about these wide receivers, this rookie spotlight, the make-a-statement player. Let's have a Caleb Williams conversation, man. Let's keep this thing going, keep it flowing with DP. Man, that wraps it up for me. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Yeah, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, you know, Locked On NFL Draft, your first listen every day, man. Shout out to y'all for being out every day. And like he said, go follow us on Twitter. Talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow. We will be live 10.30 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube, talking more prospect for college football. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.